The following podcast does not represent the viewpoints of the C-Suite Network. The C-Suite Network believes that Train is an amazing band. These new mics pick up every single breath that I take. Every breath you take. Every fidgety move in your chair that you make. Every time you mouth breathe. <laughs> Ma- <sighs> makes me want to leave. Uh-huh. Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just finishing the song there for you. Welcome back, gang. It's good to uh, hear from you on uh, Twitter, on Gmail. We got uh, mostly positive feedback about the mics, though one listener said it sounded like I was in a tunnel, Mm -hmm. which actually was true. Anna keeps me in a tunnel (laughs) underneath the house. There's uh, food and water in there. There's also, gang, we learned this week that there is a giant snake in the crawl space. That's why we moved for the snakes. We heard that this neighborhood was A plus when it came to snakes. (laughs) That's what we saw on Zillow. Right, great schools, great snakes. Sorry, were you adjusting your glasses? Uh, yeah, it's hard. You got oh, I've got to push them Hang up on. my face. Now I gotta take. Can I take these? headphones Yeah, you can off? take the headphones off, but you won't be able to hear all my funny jokes. Oh no! Yeah, oh, you still can hear it. Yeah, that's good. Whew, that was well. I'm just so loud. I can even come through the uh, outside of the headphones. So the biggest thing that we noticed was that Ryan chose to what mix it. So that I was in the left ear and Ryan was in the right ear Mm -hmm. and uh, got some feedback on that, that it was a little uh, disconcerting. A little too much. Yeah. Like I'm over here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the angel on your right shoulder. (laughs) I'm the devil on your left shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to blend it this time and hopefully uh, everything's honky dory. Sounds a little better. I'm still learning how to audio mix, guys. As our listener Rach said, uh, it was really, uh, really made things evident of how much you talk in the podcast to have me in the right ear, you in the left. Oh, interesting. Who did she? So I talk more? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, Uh really? Okay. Well, uh, that's yeah. what uh, that's that's the assertion that was made. It sounds unscientific to me, Rachel, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's doing all the talking around here. Yeah, well, I can look in the uh, the stereo track while it's still stereo and see who's talking more. Sounds like a little. Sounds like something Robin needs to work up some metrics on. Yeah, it's like uh, the average amount of time that Biden and Trump each talk in the um, mm-hmm. in the debates. Though we're going to start cutting each I'm other's start mics, cutting Ryan's mic off. <laughs> Finally, just God. yeah. Like, Every can time, we, can we figure out a way to make that happen in real life? <laughs> right? Can we just mute me just, all uh, the time? Fade to black. That's a there's a Black Mirror episode. I would love to see. <laughs> It'd be like that one with the grain in that person's eye that could rewind. And of course, yeah, it immediately l- went to marital fights. Live in the same fight yep. over and over. Yeah, they you know knew. What? I don't need a grain in my eye to remind me of how you <laughs> pissed me off 10 years ago. You can just replay that. That's what your brain is that for. That is locked tight. <laughs> that is playing out before your eyes every second of every day. So we got one new review. Mm-hmm. It was an edit. Okay. Uh, 
let's see, JJ, I'm just calling you JJ, asks us to make a Spotify playlist. I love it. Oh, that's a great idea. Uh, I'm yeah. on, on it. Yeah. Do we, to, I guess, together? Do we have to work together? This is a point you of contention because- hate my playlist. Ryan likes to think that he makes good playlists. Mm-hmm. So I made you that kick-ass running playlist. No, it was terrible. And here's, yeah, I know, it was. It mm-hmm. was. Okay. Come on. Tell the listeners why it was so bad. The problem is you make a playlist thinking only of songs that you like, whereas I will make a playlist, for instance, for you, if I were to make a running place, I wouldn't put the same songs that I would put on one for myself because I feel like that's like you you don't like that those songs. But I tried to choose songs that I thought you would like. Incorrect. Well, no, it's not incorrect that I tried to choose well, songs I thought you would like. It is incorrect that I chose songs sure. that you like. And you know what? Every Christmas you try difference. to buy, but you try to buy me jewelry that you think I'll like. Yeah. And what happens? You don't care for it. Yeah. <laughs> but here's well, let me just explain this a little bit. Okay. Here's what it boils down to. Uh uh oh. You getting what? mad over there? No, let's hear. I want to hear what it boils down to. Like your jaw, so does the listener at home. Your jaw is clenching. My jaw a is bit. clenching like I'm singing a song. You you don't try. Oh, interesting. I think you mm-hmm. we talked about this the other night. Like I have a I have a drawer full of jewelry, listeners. <laughs> a drawer full of beautiful jewels. Yeah, beautiful jewels, diamonds, emeralds. Uh, no, I have a lot. Of, I have a decent amount of jewelry, and I feel like if you go up there and look at it, it all it all looks the same. It doesn't to me. all look the same. It's all shiny baubles. I'm a bird distracted by shiny things. That's. Mm, I don't think so. Hmm, okay. I think you claim that because you're lazy. Come see the world through my eyes. <laughs> Come look the way that I look. Come with me. <laughs> and you'll be. Uh, I just think that, uh, I don't know. I think maybe if you actually tried to learn what I like, then it would be easier. Hmm, okay. But yeah. instead, year after year, you refuse to learn, and then you go into the jewelry store like a doofus. Yeah, well, that is true. I am going to the jewelry <laughs> store like a doofus. That is correct. Uh, so this is all to say I would enjoy it if we both could make <laughs> our own Spotify playlist. Getting back to the point at hand. Uh, yeah, we might each want to make our own. Yeah. Um, I would like to shout out our listener in Mineral Bluff, Georgia. Could I? Could I just... Can I tag on with one more Oh, sure, please. Please do. (laughs) Here's the other problem with that running playlist. When I'm running personally, and Mm -hmm. I don't expect you to know this, but you know now, I like to run to songs that I already know. Mm Because, like, I'm not out there trying to listen to new music. You want something that you're already in the groove of. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. And instead, I feel like you put all these, like, deep cut childish gambino songs on and that's a great song yeah no i don't care (laughs) i don't care for it when i'm trying to like focus on i'm trying to focus on your run that's fair enough it doesn't need to be ryan's music class (laughs) (laughs) join me for a deep dive into some of the great cuts of the past five years class ever Even worse than your uh, technical and professional writing classes. And those sound pretty terrible. Pretty bad. And this yeah. is even worse. Yeah. Well, at least in this one, you would get to listen to music. Yeah. 
Yeah, That's so true. there's, I mean, it would be terrible music <laughs> that I like, but. <laughs> um, I didn't finish the review. Okay. Uh, but JJ noted, uh, I just wanted to let you know that in the newest episode, your voices are coming out of two different ears. It's giving me a bit of a headache listening. Uh, that actually was not from the voices being two different ears. It was just from Ryan. No, I know. I was going to say, a Ryan yeah. Headache. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I think people always get a headache listening to me. Yeah, a yeah. little, little bit. Yeah, a little bit. People. All right. Yeah, just it, random people, really. <laughs> Strangers. Yeah. Who the hell is this? <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we've got this fixed. Hopefully it sounds better. Yeah. JJ. Thanks this... for sticking with us. And thanks for the reviews. It yeah. helps us to know. We like to know where we can improve. How it Just sounds. like I like to know where I can improve. Clearly. Clearly. In the marriage. Yeah. Um. This podcast hopefully is going to sound as good as my playlist is going to sound. Yeah, it's going to be when I drop as, some deep cuts. It's going to be there. as beautiful as that shiny bauble that I'm going to have in my stocking. Come uh, Christmas, it's going to be extra know, shiny guys. this year. Heart jewelry hasn't worked for the last ten years, yeah. but let's try it for. How 11. about that Jane Seymour K Jewelers? Uh, Did you give me that, or has no, that just become a joke? That's just become a joke. I gave you those earrings that looked suspiciously like Jesus fish. That I didn't realize until I gave them to yeah, you. Yeah, that's how that they deep looked in that you way. Are. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just, just see it everywhere. I'm just drawn psyche. to it. Um, but no, I did not get you that Jane Seymour, and I never got you that. I feel like maybe you did those Pandora um, like you never trinkets. Did. You never went the Pandora yeah. route. I feel so like at, at least, least whew, yeah. I mean, I I could always sink lower. <laughs> <laughs> it could always be worse. Okay, so you want to get into, speaking of things that could be worse, you want to get into this show? Mm, could it be worse? Could it be? I don't know. Uh, I got, uh, I'm, look, ever, all the goodwill that I felt towards Claire last week has been erased. Really? You're a real Yosef over there. Well, <laughs> You're you seeing know, some red flags. I feel like that's <laughs> the worst when you hate a contestant and then you have to be like, and damn it, they're right. Yeah, they, damn it, they make some Yosef good points. Yosef is the worst. I do not like him, but... I agree. Uh, I agree on some of his points. Okay. Okay. I'm excited to hear about what these are. All right. Let's take this chronological. My favorite way to go. You know, I hate jumping around in the notes. Mm. Yeah. Um, so she, she starts out excited. She starts out happy about the quality of men that showed up and found it hard to sleep. Oh, listen to that <laughs> pour of that cider. Delicious. Drinking some uh, seasonal crisp apple cider, guys. And to be clear, I think that's from last season. <laughs> I think that's been in the fridge for so a year. So just FYI, the sell-by date on these bad boys is just a suggestion. It's all what, just I suggestions. It, I think it gets a little extra kick. That's right. It actually gets a little more fermented, a little extra delicious. The second half of this podcast is going to be a that's wild tangy. ride. Oh, yeah. just hits your tongue. Okay, so she starts out by saying that she liked all the guys, but she was really excited about Dale. She calls him her future husband. But then she says in a rare moment of self-awareness, what if it was just excitement? Feeling all those and then feelings she's like, for someone. Nah, couldn't be. Then there's no way. He's definitely. What am I crazy? Yeah, it's got to be Dale. <laughs> what am I caught up in this process and totally uh, deprived of human contact after quarantine and making bad decisions? So the guys do a classic bachelorette move where they all just stand outside and yell the name of the bachelorette. Would you like that if there Claire. were like 20 men yelling your name? Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's not to like? Yeah, I, it just seems a little weird. Like I know um, that dickhead Chad was getting on the uh, women or the um, men. Excuse you, he yeah. is a major porn star now. Uh, Are you talking j- about Chad? Yeah, Johnson? yeah. Oh, yeah, the guy who had sex with somebody outside of like someone else's house. <laughs> uh, can we talk about that for a second? Mm-hmm. Did we talk about that on the last episode? No, I don't no. think we did. So Chad Johnson. Of JoJo's season. Mm-hmm. Porn name Chad Johnson. Apparently drove to JoJo's house and had sex with his girlfriend outside of it. Now, where does JoJo live? How does Chad know where she right. lives? Right. How does Chad know where she lives? And also, like, doesn't so he live questions. in Tulsa and she lived in, like... He lives in Tulsa selling luxury high real price. estate. He, st- <laughs> he sold the two high-priced real estate properties in Tulsa and then he had to go into porn because his career was over. Well, however it happened, that is what he did. That is uh, weird and gross and also uh, not funny is not the word I'm looking for. It's a little funny. It's a little funny, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And also weird and gross and stalkerish. Sure. It can be all those things. Yeah. It's all those things at once. Um, Yeah. What were you? What? Oh, so I was saying he got really mad because he's like, "All oh, these guys are making up songs about that, JoJo." So I don't care for when they just go outside, like onto the balcony, and are like, "Claire, <laughs> Stella." But I love me some like off the cuff song numbers. Sure. Oh yeah, when they're having a, the a hoot nanny about the contestant. Hoot nanny when they do their rap the rap session that that one on the bus songs. that they did was actually pretty good yeah we're gonna yeah. have to insert that here okay well alex was on a motorcycle ride it went all right but jojo cried because she wishes she was with us it's way more fun chilling on a bus and he might get a kiss but he won't get far he's a little bitty dude riding in a sidecar and he might have game and he might be cool but to get in a sidecar he need a stool He needed a stool. <laughs> Good line. Good line. Okay, so um, where are we at now? Uh, Bennett. Uh, we get a little shot of him and all his shoes that he's brought. That's mm-hmm. Bennett from Harvard. I'm a Harvard man. <laughs> I'm an oil man. Um, he's a Harvard man. The guys are drinking Prosecco, and Harrison asks them. Uh, so Harrison comes in and is like, gentlemen, congratulations. You've made it past the first round. What was it like to hug? <laughs> Describe the hug in detail. And then wh- Harrison's contact deprived too. Yeah. Put this blindfold on and hug me, <laughs> yeah. please, Bennett. Uh, oh, you smell so physical nice. Physical touch is my love language. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, one of the guys says, I saw her and it's like I forgot how to talk to people in quarantine. That is also what's happened to me. Me too. Yeah. I have in my notes. Same. Though I barely knew how to talk to people barely. beforehand. It will not surprise the listener at I all to like, know that I have many awkward exchanges. Uh, that actually is not true. I feel like you are really good at small talk and like schmoozing to an extent, but not in a way that's, you know, schmoozy. But at birthday parties, I feel like you can talk to people and I'm just like, mm, I'm going to go sit in this corner. Oh, I'm over there talking to the moms. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, ladies, who made this cake? I just flew in from Hampton Cove and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> 
You gonna keep going? No, I'm good. That's all the small talk I have. <laughs> this may cause people to doubt that I'm actually good at small talk at birthday parties. Also, let's ask. I think some of Believe our listeners. Believe it or not, he is. <laughs> I know it's shocking. Some of the listeners, Rachel, Katie, have probably been to a birthday party with me and may uh, be able to weigh in on that. You know what it is? Is just I think that you're relatively oblivious when you aren't doing a good job at it. And so I I think I'm usually assuming that I'm doing a bad job. No, because I feel like I get really self-conscious about it. And I'm like, oh, I'm so awkward around new people. So I'm just not going to try to do it. Whereas I feel like you, like I have witnessed you have awkward conversations, but I don't feel like it bothers you as much. You're just like, oh, that was awkward. Okay. Maybe that's true. Yeah. Maybe that's so. Because how would I get through life if I was bothered by every awkward exchange <laughs> I had with someone? <laughs> um, this is why I'm thriving in quarantine. Right, yeah. Just don't have to talk to anybody. All right, so Harrison tells the guys that Claire said, my husband is in this room, and then Harrison asks, who is it? We'll just have to see. It's Dale. But, well, then the cameras go directly sure, to Dale. Sure, yeah. Zoom in on <laughs> Dale. like, guys, could you get out of the shot? We really need only Dale in this shot. <laughs> no reason. No particular reason. Yeah, we're just trying to get some solo shots. <laughs> we'll get everybody later. Uh, um. Okay, Dale is on the group date, which I was a little surprised mm-hmm. about, but I guess, like, she can't... I. It would be extraordinarily bold to give Dale the first impression rose and then also the first solo date. Yes, that would be a Blake-level bold, breaking the rules. That would be balls right there. <laughs> I feel like we're getting too many um, crossover names now because when you said Blake, I was thinking... Uh, Bachelor in Paradise, Blake. Right. Well, that's the thing. What, is he like, teaching her to swing dance? At this point, they just need to pick people with unusual names. Bennett. Just right, Bennett. So they don't. Uh, Dale. Right. I don't believe we've ever had. <laughs> I a Dale. don't believe we've had a Dale. I am going to go out on a limb and say that this is probably one of the world's sexiest Dales. Dale Air. Earhart, Earnhardt, Earnhardt, Earnhardt. 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 Oh, it's uh, Dale Earhart. He got lost in a race car over the Pacific. It's Amelia Earhart's great great grandson, Dale Earhart. What is it, Earnhardt? Dale Earnhardt. 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 I was a big racing fan. I'm offended that you didn't know. (laughs) The Um, only racer I can name. Chip and Dale. Oh, Dale, the chipmunk. That Dale. Well, Dale is the one who wore the Hawaiian shirt. They both wear Hawaiian shirts, Well, one, no, one of them wears like an Indiana Jones get No, up. they both do that at various points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure one, one... of them is dressed as Indiana Jones and the other is in a Hawaiian shirt. Well, they have different personalities. I'm going to go ahead and Google uh, Chip and Dale. Is that the dog jingling <laughs> the in the back? Okay. the cat. Yeah. She's losing her shit back there. Yeah, no, look. One is dressed as Indiana Jones and one is dressed oh, in a Hawaiian goes. shirt. She's running up the stairs. Yeah, in every picture, there. Yes, they have a different aesthetic. No, a different yeah. aesthetic. <laughs> well, each one of them has a style that suits their personality. Yeah. Oh, let's see, Chip and Dale. You're gonna end up looking up Chip and Dale and go <laughs> down a rabbit end up hole. Looking like such a fool when you see <laughs> that only one of them. Boys are going to be egg on your face. There is egg on my face. Look at this. I'm totally wrong. Yeah. One of them has the Indiana Jones. This just doesn't make sense at all. Not everyone can pull off a Hawaiian (laughs) shirt. (laughs) Not everybody needs to wear that all the time. I think it appears. It doesn't even make sense. This one is in like a Sherpa lined fleece (laughs) coat. 
And the other one is out here in a Hawaiian shirt, and neither one of them is wearing pants. What is the climate in which these chipmunks <laughs> live that both of these get-ups is appropriate? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and guess that whichever one is in the Hawaiian shirt is a little more freewheeling. Oh, well, that's it. That's You see their personalities. So, And I think that Aww, one is... Oh, they're cute. Oh, they are cute. I th- think that one is Chip in the hawaiian shirt reader poll if you had to date one of these chipmunks would you date hawaiian shirt or would you date indiana jones sherpa jacket oh is this a listener poll for i thought it was something you had found it out there everybody weigh in which which chipmunk is most fuckable yeah that's the question okay we'll put in fact let's get a twitter poll up which chipmunk is more fuckable um one of them has kind of a funny face which one? Well, so we sh- need to establish yeah, we need to figure who's out which who. is which. I think Chip has the Hawaiian shirt. I believe you're right. Yeah. And then there's Zipper, the fly, who is just wearing a t-shirt with no <laughs> pants. And you can just see his fly dick swinging out. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> On the sites I'm looking at, you can. <laughs> You've got to go to the dark web to see the Chip and Dale pics that I'm looking at. Um... Why? How? Why did this start? Hawaiian shirts. The sexiest world, sexiest Dale. Dale. I'm correct. just saying there probably weren't. Dale is pretty sexy. Well, well I'm just saying Dale. No, isn't Dale a the name. chipmunk, not Dale on the Bachelor. Oh, oh, sure, yeah. Well, I think Dale is the more buttoned up one, though. I thought you would have but liked. But is he? I feel well, I like... guess he's he's actually literally unbuttoned, so he's not <laughs> the most buttoned up one because his jacket doesn't. It, it does not even appear to close all the way around his tummy. <laughs> if oh, it's like some of the jackets that I tried. No, don't fat shame Dale. I'm not fat shame. I sympathize, Dale. <laughs> I had some coats after quarantine that were exactly the same position on me. Who's this? There's a there's a girl like That's slutty gadget. girl chipmunk. Yeah, usually she was like an inventor. I don't know why this picture, or maybe that's not her. But yeah, they had the um, inventor chipmunk. She's who, wearing um, a um, like one piece periwinkle yeah, yeah. jumpsuit yep. that kind of shows a little bit of camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> they really had to animate that and hand drawn in each frame. <laughs> Welcome to our Chip and Dale <laughs> Well, and then, so the, the fifth in this quartet or this, big um, guy? this quadru- is Monterey Jack. Yeah, with the was, mustache. Yep, who was so obsessed with cheese that he was like a crack addict, but for cheese. <laughs> he would like pimp out the other chipmunks for cheese and, he you know, is a stab large, a bitch. He's large yes. and in charge. Yeah, in charge of cheese And addiction. he's wearing a trench coat. But on and, and like flight on top goggles. Of a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, first of all, I don't recall him being any kind of pilot, but he has like a pilot hat on. Do you think it's a coincidence that the girl is wearing pants and none of the gentlemen are? Oh, interesting. Well, so Daisy Duck doesn't wear. Oh, she wears a dress. Yeah. Yeah, and Minnie Mouse wears a dress. I'm trying to think if there are any of the female characters. That don't wear pants in these worlds, hmm. but I don't think so. Yeah, I um. Well, this may actually get to the double standard that we're going to talk about later. This is going to loop right back around to That's the right. stripping That's scenario right. that we've got going on later on. So, folks, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. 
Uh, should we get back? Let's get back to it. As much as people like this Chip and Dale's conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So they have to follow these hearts on one of the resort paths. And I noticed at this point that there were definitely one or two gentlemen that were, I believe the politically correct term is uggos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is the politically that well that's uh, the the term you used for Dale. The term that I got in his, trouble for with Hannah B's family. Because his face is messed up. Well, Dale's just kind of funny looking. <laughs> He's a funny looking chipmunk. <laughs> mm. Chip is the funny looking one. Oh, oh, okay. Chip is the uh, I feel like Chip went a little too hard on some trips to Amsterdam. <laughs> he and Monterey Jack were hitting the cheese a little hard <laughs> yeah. overseas. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, they, I don't know, like, I I still think that overall the group is decent, but there mm-hmm. were a few guys that they, this always happens. They like zoom in on them and I'm like, whoa, who's this guy? Well, that's, it's the how I met your mother thing that sure. in a group, yeah. you know, people in a group where say five out of, you know, seven are attractive, it's going to really elevate those other two. There's also a couple of two faces. Yeah. Oh, there's always some two yeah. faces. Yeah. And you know. Here was my thing. I didn't mention this last week, but for being in quarantine, these guys have good hair. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, did yeah. they all get their hair cut I beforehand? Bet they were all yeah. allowed to like to groom and yeah. everything. Because yeah, this is not what I look like in quarantine. If you pulled, I mean, if this is never what I look not like, not what you look like in a yeah. But especially in quarantine. Okay, okay so, so they're they following the, the hearts. Date. Harrison tells them once they enter this, they find Claire. And he tells them that they're going to step through the love languages and they find this like castle that's in the resort for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somehow that is there. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Was it a castle? Was it a like church? I have no idea. It was like a pro, like she was up in like a tower, like Romeo and Juliet slash Rapunzel. It was like a combination mm-hmm. of those two things. Arise, fair sun, <laughs> and kill the envious moon. <laughs> Who's already sick and pale with grief. Can you do that whole speech? No. No, I was just doing Romeo. Can you be Juliet? Uh, Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Juliet Romeo. Oh, la la. Nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Romeo, oh, Romeo. No, I cannot do that off the cuff. That is impressive, though. You're doing it. You should have a better scene partner than me. Yeah, I'm really not pulling my weight. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Oh, I, I did most of that just uh, a second ago. No, no, your line. Is it, it? Does he? Does she say "Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon"? You are asking the wrong person. And then she starts talking about Dick. Oh, she does. Yeah, because she's like, uh, "What is? <laughs> how does it go?" Ah, I'm gonna have to look up this speech. <laughs> but she makes like a clever Dick reference. In oh, there. yeah. Or nor any other part belonging to a man. Ooh, yeah. And I feel like I didn't get that until I watched Claire Dane say it, and I was like, Oh, oh yeah, she's talking about penis. she's talking about dicks. Yeah. yeah, Shakespeare was filthy. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of a uh, lot of filthy stuff in Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go through. Let's take a trip through the love languages. Can I make a quick comment though that sure. I think I just realized in this episode, but I think is going to play out this whole season. We're in for a lot more Harrison this season I'm than usual. Here for it. Yeah, just because I like, feel like Harrison is like, fuck it. It's a quarantine. I'm not going home to like be with my family. Yeah. Daddy's got to work, guys. Well, I th- what's going on though is like normally they would have had some like therapist come in 
Right. But they can't do that yeah, now. Everything is yeah. on Harrison. So I was surprised that he wasn't dressed up in like a therapist because like, very interesting. Right. Yes, let's learn the love <laughs> languages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Freudian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the <a> Freudian slip. <laughs> oh. uh, normally they would have Fred Willard there for any yeah. sporting event. Yeah, we'll talk about that. R.I.P. But, you, you know, know, even if Fred Willard were alive, it's not safe to bring him out. Oh, God, no. Yeah, he's right in the risk zone. Yeah. Well, I actually think he would have killed that commentary. Oh, he, um, he always kills. Uh, he doesn't always kill. Oh, come on. I hate to say. Sometimes. You know, in, in the aftermath, I look at him sweeter. Uh, <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow yes. fond. I don't want to speak ill of the dead. No. Yeah. But anyways, point being, I think we're going to see a lot. Because there are some times where like, you don't see Harrison all episode. And he's all over this one. And I think we're, we're get, the only other like human they bring in is that ref that they get for the dodgeball yeah. game who forces the men to take off their clothes. <laughs> uh, that ref has since been sued. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, is involved in several Title IX suits yeah. at this point. Okay, yeah, uh, love languages. Okay, yes. Yeah. So the five, they're going to work through the five love, langu- love languages, and they start with words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So Claire is up in a balcony, and um, they all just have to like talk to her and tell her how excited they mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought the men did well as far as we as far as we saw, like off the cuff. Off you the know, cuff, say I liked that nice. one guy who did like a spoken word poem. A little rhyme. It's all yeah. for one. All but one will leave in despair. It's all for one and one for Claire. That's good. That's Off the cuff. Did yeah. A from Pretty Little Liars write that? <laughs> Surprised they didn't get uh, Kristen Bell to narrate that for him. Dale says, I think it goes without saying, I couldn't be more excited to be here for each and every moment with this. I can't even remember how to find love. But when I saw your energy and your spirit, you made me feel comfortable committing to that. Oh, Dale. I feel like Dale is so vanilla. He is very vanilla, which that seems it seems to be though what she wants after it seems like she like did not go for this type of guy in the past and that this is a correction, a corrective move. Yeah, no, there is probably some there is some truth to that, Mm -hmm. I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, so the guys who aren't on the group date are sitting by the pool and all of a sudden all the guys from the group date come running out in a panic just racing this is an unusual editing choice for the show to leave us viewers in suspense about what's happening uh dale breaks his pants (laughs) one of them yells dale your pants i've been there my friend a little bit too long in quarantine those 33 pants don't fit anymore (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't running anywhere though no. Yeah, just just trying to sit down. Just uh, running to the fridge. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Bennett does not even break a sweat. That's he what they say. He is cool as a cucumber. I've got um, where is it? Because we've got to uh, I've got to get the full quote in here. Bennett doesn't even sweat. His body doesn't allow him to sweat. He looks like a damn antelope striding. That's mm-hmm. what one of the men says. I will say. So I was kind of giving Bennett some shit. Last time about his attractiveness, but he Bennett don't give a shit. No, I know he's Harvard man who drives his own Rolls Royce, 
and has two fireplaces doesn't care about me. But he was giving, you know what he was giving me? Some serious Clark Kent me vibes. Me too. Yes. Yeah. And even like he looked different in this episode. Right. Like he had on those glasses. Right. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because even in my notes, I'm like, is this Bennett? And it was, but he looked totally different. What? I was turning away so I didn't swallow right in the microphone oh. as you instructed. Yeah, the listener I didn't. didn't, I, didn't I said, you said do whatever maybe, you want. You said maybe don't swallow. Maybe don't directly swallow so loud. Does it have to be a fucking like toilet flushing? It every does. Time yeah, you, it's a goddamn garbage those, like, disposal. High power toilet. <laughs> Whoosh! <laughs> I really just suck it down. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that's funny because I noted the same thing. Yeah. So they went running to go grab gifts for Claire. Which is the second love language. Yes. Which happens to be my love language. That's why it's so frustrating that I do such a shitty job. I love a gift. Yeah. Your love languages are gifts and acts of service. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we, did we We officially? Yeah. So listeners, I feel like most people are are aware of the love languages, but if you're not, they are words of affirmation. No, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. If I'm correct, I feel like yours are words of affirmation and physical touch. It's physical touch and time spent together. Quality Quality time. time. Yeah. Yeah, Close enough. Hard pass Yeah, I know. On both of those. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. Oops. I feel like you have a real need for words of affirmation too, though. Yeah. Just, you know, I'll take that one too. Just all of the love languages. I don't care that much about gifts. Yeah. I'm not a gifts person. No, I know. Yeah. And that's good because I, you never would want anything. Right. Well, that's why I don't, that's why. But it's not just, it's not just the gift. It's the attempt to get, like I feel like a good gift shows that you really understand someone. It does, yes. That's why it's uh, unfortunate. I'm just saying I think that sometimes people see like receiving gifts as the most superficial of the love languages, but it's not just like look at this money that I spent right, right. on you. And I'll circle this around to the episode because some of some of the gentlemen I feel like bring really like meaningful symbolic gifts for Claire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, um, I was surprised, too, because, like, some of these guys are giving her, like, pretty meaningful stuff that I don't think they're going to fucking get back again. Right. Why are you traveling with a baseball from 2012 from the last game you ever played? Are you really giving that to Claire? Right. I was going to say, like, this is very clearly, like, this guy's lucky, significant baseball that he, like, has treasured and carried. And he's giving it to Claire, and he's not winning this You know that he's, like, off-camera, like, I'm going to need that back. Right, yeah. Give me that ball back, please. (laughs) He just broke into Claire's room I'll give it back to you on the final episode if it's me. (laughs) Uh, Ivan gives her a chess piece, which I liked, of uh, course. Yeah. You were the queen. Yeah. Is that a real chess piece? The queen? Yeah. It's nah. the most it's the most powerful piece. Ah. Because feminism. Oh. Yeah. The king is actually quite weak. Yeah. Typical. It needs protection. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Dale gives her a dog perfume. So I don't know what I mean, we really like dogs a lot. And in fact, I'm surprised I wasn't aware of the existence of dog perfume, but, but I was I, not. Is it a thing? <laughs> like, is this human perfume that Dale is just like, this is for your dogs? Right, this is for your dogs? Or is it like, because if it's perfume that smells good to dogs, no, thank you. I am not interested because, you know, nothing makes our dogs happier than rolling around in something dead. Yeah. So, yeah, I do Here's not Here's a vial want... of shit. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> Please rub it on honey. Here's a dead deer carcass. Just spray this all over her. Um, up next, physical touch. Physical touch. Claire three. puts on a Fifty Shades of Grey mask, and they hug and touch. I was going to say, this is the eye shade that I sleep in every night. It is. Almost exactly. And I'm yeah. always worried that someone's going to come in and see it just like around. And, and think, think that I'm like blindfolding you. Yeah. And or, no, mm-hmm. no, listen, nope. that's not happening. It's just an eye shade. Yeah. We just have to leave a lot of lights on for our children, so. Um... Let's see. Riley says everybody's going to hug, but not me. So he tickles her. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good move. It was a French tickle. While Claire is blindfolded, uh, one of the guys just comes in and does a honka honka. <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, not okay? Yeah, that, it doesn't uh, really happen. Yeah, right, yeah, that does not happen, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that sexual assault does not occur, yeah. And Claire knows Dale right away. Right. She says, oh, I know this scent. All right, so do you think, this is a question for you, if you, ten guy, if you had to smell 10 guys, could you pick me out of the crowd? I think so. You have a pretty distinct smell. Yeah. Could you pick me out? Yeah, I think so. Do I smell? I mean, everyone has a distinct scent. Like, it's not that you smell bad, but I feel like mm, I could. You smell kind of bad. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> I wasn't saying that I didn't smell bad. What I do I smell saying, like? I don't know, but I could pick it out from a crowd of 10 people. Well, try to describe it. I feel you like. You know what? I had a I had a roommate in college once who told me that when I come back from a run, I smell like a puppy. No, that's not quite right, though. You do have like a scent when you come you back from a You do have a, a dogishness to No, you. not a dogish scent, but like you do have a running smell, which is not uh, yeah, bad. Yeah, that's called body odor. No, but I'm saying it's different. Again, if you got me 10 runners, I could pick you out of the crowd. No. Yeah, this is like that um, romantic quote, I'd know my wife's fart in a room full of farts. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a romantic quote. It is a romantic and quote. And what are you, what is, that's not a quote. It Who is said a quote. That? Let's see, I'll look it up. One William Shakespeare. It's like a more famous person than you would think. Tom Hanks. <laughs> like a literary someone. Mm. Let's, see. Let's uh, see. Well, I want to know what I smell like, but oh well. Joyce. Joyce said that. James, James Joyce? Yes, James Joyce said that. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't, you know, 50 pages longer, though. Um. Well, yeah, I do think that I, I do think that I would know your scent, but like, I know you really well. I call bullshit on Claire knowing Dale that well. I, I, here's a broader point. Okay. I think Claire's pushing it too too hard, too fast with this Dale. Right. She's like, like forcing it to happen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And she's just like, our chemistry is just magical. And maybe we're not getting to see, you know, the the cuts that we need to see. I don't know. I don't see it. Like, I don't get it. Right. Seeing the sparks fly. Yeah. Though I do have in my notes, Claire and Dale are hot and heavy. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a physical attraction there, obviously, but like, especially watching them talk to each other, I feel like Claire acts like they're having this like cosmic connection and I don't see it. Yeah, it's interesting because they seem very comfortable with each other right away, which is hard to do, I think. Yeah. They seem very at ease and it is hard to catch some of that connection, I think. Like on camera, you know, I feel like you can have obviously a lot of chemistry on camera, but I think some of it goes missing that and I I don't disagree 
that she is like overselling or like too enthusiastic about this purported connection. But I'm, I also believe that it's probably there. I just feel like in this episode, especially it seemed like she just wanted to be with Dale and was then like kind of exploding on some of the guys for stuff that wasn't really valid and if that's if that's what she's gonna do, then she just needs to take Dale and go home, which, which apparently is, is what, what she, she does. does. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get to one of those explosions. So the next okay, thing is yeah. quality time, and so they go. Uh, the guys go get ready for their cocktail party evening date, which also happens at La Quinta, <laughs> and um, they're sitting there. And so let's. I want to make sure I get this exactly right. Do you have this exactly right in your notes? Yeah. So Claire, they're sitting there awkwardly and Claire is waiting for one of the guys to take her. But my whole thing is I actually think, especially on these early group dates, a lot of times the, um, the bachelor or the bachelorette initiates and is mm-hmm. like, Dale, I would love to talk to you. Right. You know? Right. So. I do think that she needs to cut them a little slack because they might have just been like unsure if they were like supposed to take her or just wait. And then I also just think it just seemed like a huge overreaction. So basically what happens is Claire waits awkwardly and uh, finally Bennett pulls her away to talk. But Claire is obviously still upset about what like I guess none of the guys like fighting over talking to her. Yes, but here's something that happened that's really important to note, which is Bennett fucked this up because he he could have said like I think people just didn't know what to do. They didn't want to step on any toes, but instead he said I think the guys are just enjoying hanging out with each other. Yeah, and so he put that idea in her mind. Yeah, and that's what she gets so and that, pissed yeah, about. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And in that sense, I think Bennett almost like throws the gentleman under the bus right. a little bit. Oh, yeah, totally. But He stirs the pot. He's, he's a real shitster. That's what they do at, at Harvard. It's a real hasty pudding move right there, Bennett. <laughs> he's a real Sonia type. Oh, you don't get it. I do not get it. Um, So she is talking to Bennett, but is like clearly still thinking about it and still mad, which I get. But she just goes back and like tears the guys a new asshole and is set she says i'm a little bit taken aback i made a toast and there was an awkward silence if you guys want to all bro out i can go back and go to bed which like take it easy claire right i mean jesus christ yeah i thought this was an overreaction It was a huge overreaction. (laughs) And I say that as someone who tends to overreact. But like, dang, Claire. I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like if she's going to fly off the handle at something like this, to me, if I were one of these dudes and they do, they all look kind of terrified at first. And then they're like, oh, fuck. Right. And then I feel like they have to sort of like fall over themselves to like correct, like, I'll never again restrict how I feel, right. you know, like, and then they start getting in fights with each other because what Yosef says. Well, Yosef is like, if I could speak for the group, 
And then that one guy's like, you don't ever speak for me. <laughs> Which is fair enough. Which I don't want Yosef speaking for me either. It's fair enough because when Yosef speaks for the group, he says, you're crazy right. for thinking <laughs> we're not here for you. If, right. I could, if I could speak for the group, I'd like to say, we all think you're being a major bitch right, right now. <laughs> you're a fucking lunatic. Yeah. He's not totally wrong, but like, <laughs> damn, don't tell Claire she's crazy. That is not going to de-escalate things. Um... So then the guys are kind of off in an argument about semantics, about whether Yosef should have said, we all right. think this, you know. Um, and then eventually, I mean, they all get their one-on-one time. And um, Dale is wearing a polo that has these two vertical stripes. So I continually thought he was wearing overalls. Me too. I have that in my notes. I said, is Dale wearing overalls? <laughs> he also, he is a tall drink of water. And vertical stripes might not be the right choice for a taller man. Or they might be. To, to accentuate the height. Yeah, just yeah. lean into it. Yeah, maybe so. Just go for it, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jason gets the ne- the one-on-one. Can we move on to that? Yeah, let's move on to that. All right. So, oh, well, actually, we can't move on to the one-on-one yet. We haven't wrapped up the group date. Okay, what, what else do we have? Um, let's see. Claire. So here's my other thing about Claire. And I'm going back and forth a little on this, and I don't, I don't want it to be a full criticism, but like, I'm glad you're a strong woman. I don't think that you should ever feel like you can't share this history that you have of like being in an abusive relationship or your dad dying. It's a lot though. You know, like Claire just has this intensity mm-hmm. that frankly, if I were one of these guys, It would scare me a little bit. Yeah. And I guess that's the, here's the thing though. Like I agree that I do not react well to this kind of intensity, but I also think like, it's good to know that up front, you know, if that's her personality, like this is who she is. Yeah. Like she's the, if this is what she's going to be like, you, she's got to find the guy who is, finds that appealing as we learn later. When uh, poor Brandon makes a little ass of himself. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon paid the price. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, um, she dances with Riley. He tells her to imagine that they're dancing to boys to men. Ooh, Smooth move, done. Riley. That is a good Which move. Song, the perfect. Though, a- I was, yeah, I was going to say. I'll make love to you on bended knee. Yeah. So hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Mm. My senior song. We've covered that. Yeah. So hard. To say goodbye. I feel like I never know this song, even though it's the one that I it's should. So hard. No, that's not. That, that. is. To say Let's goodbye. Let's not wait till the water runs <laughs> to dry. Yesterday. Motown Philly back again. I would have liked that for a senior song. That is a good song, even though you uh, were not from Philly. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Who cares? It kept, yeah, it totally irrelevant. The spirit of my high school. Sure. Yeah. It captured the spirit of Stephanie Tanner when she does that dance. Dance to it. it. I was so excited to hear that song on Full House. I, that was the first time that you got an erection, correct? <laughs> And it was very confusing. I don't know what it was about. Was it the song? Was it boys to men? Was, was it, it when I heard and all the Philly steaks you can eat? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, check this out. See if this is what you're looking for. I don't think the new microphone system is built for that. And that was what he was looking for. It turns out. 
so she gives the date rose to Riley, obviously, because anybody that's like, hey, pretend that we're listening to Boys to Men. You get the date rose. Yeah. Um, he gets a date rose. Yosef says that Claire's response was hot-headed and immature. And if I have to address it with her, I will. Yeah, this guy. I'm from Daphne, Alabama, and I know <laughs> what class is. <laughs> if I have to make a moon pie out of this situation, <laughs> I will. Claire's hotter than a cat on a hot tin roof. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's become Kevin Spacey from uh, House of Cards. <laughs> You never actually saw me die, did you? <laughs> I can't wait for Kevin Spacey's new Fireside video to come out this year. <laughs> Why he's still releasing those fucking videos as Frank. What was the character's Underwood. name? Frank Frank Underwood. Frank Underwood. Yeah. Oh, I'm a horrible monster, but I'm the one who's been mistreated. Merry Christmas. All right. Date with Jason? Yeah, date Claire with Jason. Claire says it's a personal date, by which she means they're basically going to therapy. Right. Yeah, this is intense. Hell she, yeah, it is. This yeah. sounds. Ter- this feels like a terrible date. I feel like we can't even have these kinds of conversations. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, let alone uh, on a first date on TV. I feel like if you were like, hey, we're both going to write letters to our younger selves, <laughs> I would just walk out of the house. I'm going to write adjectives about myself on this slate. And we're going to smash it. Um, I also said this was kind of an Elsa date because they're going to practice letting go. Well, they they are. It's kind of the obvious reference. Mm. Let it go. Okay. There's one, that's go. your dad joke for the night. Just one? I thought I've, I've already made about 12. Mm. And then the podcast is young yet. We still have to talk about balls and stripping. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to make it through that without a couple more dad jokes. So they go through all of these activities. They have to write down things that they've been told about themselves that hurt them. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would like to talk about that scene. I want to mention real quickly that they do some screaming into the void. They do. Which is the perfect 2020 activity. Yeah. Everybody should do that. So they write down, they're told to write down things they have been told about themselves that they just want to let go of. Manipulative, needy, selfish, hard to love. Dumb, not cool. (laughs) In one word, would I do drugs? Nope. So here's where I'm stuck on this activity. I'm Chris Harrison, and I've got a good idea for the new school year. Don't do drugs. There's no hope with dope. Okay, go ahead. Here's where I'm stuck on this activity. So maybe I need to go to more therapy or something. Yes. But sometimes when someone tells you a criticism about yourself, it's true. Yeah, no, that was my <laughs> that was my big question about this as well is like if I'm starting to date a gentleman and because um, Jason's words were manipulative, selfish, can't love, cold and mean. So I feel like, well, damn, I don't want to date right. you. Like, let's talk about who called you manipulative and why. Right. Well, that's the thing is I understand some of these things are unfair and you've got to let you've got to let some people's comments just bounce off of you. But like if a bunch of women are calling you manipulative, maybe you're manipulative. Like that's not my business to make that call or not. I just, again, like if I were Claire, I don't have, I don't believe the ability to be like, 
huh, I wonder what that was about. Uh, oh, sure. well. Right. Like, I guess I'll find out eventually. Right. Well, and also, like, let's say our worst qualities on the first on date. On the first date. That's yeah. the thing is, like, maybe, you know, um, maybe years into a relationship you could benefit from some of this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is an example of them trying to rush something and having it just, like, Really not where, like, there are some things that you maybe just can't rush. Yeah, right. You can't rush learning that someone is manipulative. Though I guess people do that on The Bachelor. Prove their mani- manipulativeness early, early In on. record time. In record time. Yep. Um, so they have these slates and they smash them against the rocks. Moses style. <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with Gangnam style. <laughs> oh, 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 Moses style. <laughs> Sexy tablets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. I didn't even go with the biblical reference there, but you're exactly Shocking. right. That's a Moses move to the core right there. They write letters to their younger selves and both cry. And I just have in my notes, this date seems terrible. Yeah, it does. Um, I love Jason's note to his younger self started. We've seen and been through so much together. <laughs> I feel like it's something like the note that Marshall mm-hmm. writes to his older yes. self or like, Dear how are you? Marshall. Yeah. How are you younger yeah. self? I'm fine. What I- did you do today? Yep. Um, he says, we've seen some things that are dangerous, damaging and hurtful. I mean, I, I liked Jason mm-hmm. on this date. He said that he has some demons and then Claire says, which I thought that this was kind of a mixed message because she's like, I always went for guys like you that were hard to right. love, players right. who would push me away. But then I feel like the implication is like, no more. Yeah. No, I agree. So which, sorry, again, Jason. Two years ago, I would have been totally into you. And again, maybe this is good because they're just learning the worst things about each other right away. But I felt like this seemed like it was a meaningful experience for them, but kind of like not a great first date yeah <laughs> situation um i'll I, tell you too claire was like i totally understand why this behavior happens because it's self-defense it's protective and she basically is like you couldn't do anything that would like make me get angry or turn i just feel like she goes too far to be like i totally understand why you sometimes act like a dick right and i feel like mm, Claire, that could come back to bite you in the ass when Jason is like, oh, no, I was really protecting myself. Sure. Well, and honestly, like, she's not wrong. I think a lot of hurtful behavior comes from people's own hurts. But sure, that doesn't but it's mean... Still hurtful yeah, right. Behavior. It's still hurtful behavior. Exactly. And I feel like it's almost like giving a pass to that early on in the relationship of, like, she's trying to paint herself as this... It's not like the cool girl, like in Gone Girl, Mm -hmm. but it's a version of that, of like, I understand where this pain comes Mm -hmm. from. And it's like, well, Claire, this might be why you get shat on all the time. You can be real with me. Well, she does the same thing to a lesser extent with Blake. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Where she sets him up like, hey, break the rules. I love it. And then... He breaks the rules again, and it's clearly a bad idea, but she still, like, gives him the rose. gives him the rose early, like, rewards this Mm -hmm. bad behavior, and it's like, eventually, I feel like that's probably going to bite you in the ass. Yes, right, if you keep doing that. We'll talk about that, too. Boy, we've got a lot to talk about, but I'll tell you what we absolutely must talk about, because it was requested on Twitter that we do so. Chip and Dale. Right. (laughs) The Rescue Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, uh, the burning Margaret of the dress. Margaret said she can't wait to hear our thoughts on the burning of the I dress. I mean, I'm here for it. I think it's cathartic. I was hoping that like a ghost would fly out of it or something. <laughs> the ghost of Juan Pablo is okay. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so what do I I mean Where I enjoyed I it. I can't wait to fuck you. <laughs> I love fucking you. Um yeah, I uh, I didn't have anything really specific on this situation. I feel like I'm letting Margaret down a little bit that she wanted I'm, some at quippier that point, points. I was just ready to be out of this yeah. date. So, yeah. yeah. Man, boy, Margaret, you Sorry, Margaret. we did not deliver for you. Yeah, it turns out you could wait to hear what we had to say because it wasn't that great. Uh, dodgeball, dodgeball. Yeah, All right. so we're Margaret. Going on yeah, a... you can't wait Sorry, to hear what Margaret, we have to yeah. say about these uh, dicks coming up. Balls. Just insert five hundred puns about balls. Right, never gets old. And you know what? We love a good ball joke, but come on, guys. Yeah. Well, it just it gets a little. Like, do something a little different. Shake it up a little bit. Right. Yeah. Like, just, you it's know, just go a different like, direction. I want with a it. man who has balls. Right. They showed right. a lot of balls. Yeah. yeah. Do you want a guy with big balls, Claire? Yeah. It's just, the, it's the same joke over and over again, which again, I am not above that as listeners <laughs> of this podcast will recognize. But, uh, yeah. So this was a controversial situation. So Kenny wanna... says, literally, I cannot even tell you how excited I am that we're playing dodgeball. He did say, uh, I'm he's glad like, we're... I thought we were going to have to read a poem. Yeah. He's like, fuck I, you, we're Kenny. Not... Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the boy bands you manage. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you and O Town. <laughs> Just kidding, O Town. I love you. So, yeah, Harrison tells us the losers have to do a walk of shame back home, but little do we know how shameful it's going to become. How about Harrison showing up in, like, a party shirt and khakis with a whistle? I thought yeah. he should be wearing, like, a ref A ref. Well, they had that actual ref. But then they ref. bring out an actual yeah. ref. They yeah. bring a real ref. Someone who professionally refs dodgeball games. You and can't just do that. You, you, can't. Well, you can't. And then they bring in a hologram of Fred Willard. <laughs> just like they do at TLC concerts now with Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Honestly, they've been bringing dead Fred Willard out for four years now. So I don't know what stopped <laughs> them this time. <laughs> <laughs> they should have weekend at Bernie's him. Um, the winners get to stay on the date. The losers have to go home. Winners talk. Losers walk. Walk. Um, they find out that they're wearing tank tops and these little short shorts. And then Claire tells them they're going to play strip dodgeball. Like you do. Everybody does that. All right. So people got real... Up in arms about this date, that mm-hmm. it is a shows a double standard, that everyone would be flipping out if there was a bachelor who was like, ladies, we're going to be playing strip dodgeball. And I, you know, I do agree with that. Uh, I... I kind of agree with Yosef that it was classless. It okay. devolves. You love, uh, you love Yosef. Suddenly. I hate Yosef. Yeah. I hate to agree with him. You hate how much you agree with him. I don't like this idea of like, guys should just be willing to do whatever. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like there were obviously some reactions when she announced that it was going to be strip dodgeball. Some of the guys clearly seemed a little uncomfortable with sure, it. Sure, yeah. And I think that it's kind of shitty to i just think it's shitty to make them do that well it's also like you could do like 
strip down a fair amount but like i mean to go all i feel like there's a different you know if it's like you end up in tiny shorts right yeah yes because what happens is they get there so the blue team loses and eventually they have to take off their shorts the red team has to take off their shirts and then the blue team takes off their shorts and is wearing those like little jock straps yeah but then a bunch of them just like Take the jock strap off. See, so there's just a bunch of dicks hanging out. Right, a out. bunch of dicks. And then she like hugs all the naked men with their dicks swinging it around. It just seemed like, I don't know. But <laughs> to be clear though, they didn't have to remove the jock strap, right? That was not part of the No, I feel rules. like one of them did and then the rest of them were like, all right. Fine, yeah. Now here's, so I agree with pretty much everything that's been said. There is a double standard. Like I don't care that, I'm not like, this is a double standard and like, I mean, it, it is clearly, but I also think like the male gaze and the female gaze are different. Like I do. But objectification is objectification. Sure. Yeah. I just, I don't think that, I think they're both distasteful. I just think that making, if a bachelor made a bunch of women strip, that would be worse. I mean, I, I guess it would, but. Why? You know, because it's still like it's still objectification, but I feel like and it's men still are more, making someone feel uncomfortable that is true. about exposure that they might not want. That is true. That is fair. Um, I will say though, like obviously this has never happened on a date before, but haven't we had bachelor dates where they women have to take like sexy photos or like that that date where they all had to get topless to make those like but i know it's not the same thing it's not the same but still i think there are they skirt this line in a bunch of different ways and they i feel like do, this is when they've then, gotten right up but i to feel it like the, the show has made a pretty big effort in recent years like they still do something i mean they had like that swimsuit photo right. shoot but I, it's been a while since they've done something that's just blatantly this uh, right. risque. Sure. Well, yeah, that's right. Because they didn't they make some of the girls be in like the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue? Yeah, but that's like Which modeling. I guess, yeah, I guess um, that is a different, different thing. It's yeah. different. It's yeah. different. Um, so here's the other thing I want to talk about, though, that I think is equally interesting. So the blue team loses. They all have to go home. And then they're fucking sitting around butt naked at the house <laughs> like, with the other dudes. With pillows on their laps. Right. Like just putting the pillow right. on their dicks, I guess. Like butt naked. Yeah. Like they're the jock strap appeared to be thongs because oh, we get yeah. a bunch of ass. Yeah, shots, there's so a like bunch of ass on all over. No one can sit on those couches again. Yeah. So there, there's the hygienic issue, but also like Put Why? some clothes on. Right. Yeah, Why what is are we happening? all naked? Yeah. So what this made me think of, we mentioned Armchair Expert last week. And there was, did you listen to that one with both Camille Nanjiani and um, uh, the guy from It's Always Sunny, Rob, whatever his name is. Yeah. They're both on there together. Oh, no, I didn't yeah. listen to that. And they talk basically about getting muscles. And what they say is that the only people they ever hear from like the only people that Camille ever hears from are dudes. Yeah. Like that's it. Like that there's no women who are like, you look great. It's all like other guys. Right. Who are like, look at your muscles. You look awesome. What does this have to do with them sitting naked or, or well, on the couch? Well, that there's a little bit of that going on, I think. Yeah. Because why else would they do that? 
You know, like they, if this were me, I would have gone home and immediately put clothes well, on. You won't, you won't take your shirt off in the park. I actually have that th- in my notes that we need to <laughs> hearken back to the Green Lake story. Uh, but I just think there's something going on where there's like, like a little bit of showing off or something, you know, right. like, cause they just, it, the behavior doesn't make sense to me. But I don't have these muscles. I don't look like this when I remove my you clothes. You look close. Pretty oh, close. There. Yeah. It's a work in progress. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got you, up well, at six thirty one day this twi- week. Twice. Twice to twice work out. This yeah. week to work out. To do a twenty minute YouTube video. Um. So regardless, the blue team goes home, sits on the couch naked, and the red team gets to stay. So Easy pulls Claire aside and gives her. He gives her a foot massage, but he doesn't take her shoe off. Did you notice that? No, I didn't notice that, but that is not proper foot rubbing it's technique. definitely not. At all. You would not be pleased if that's what I were doing. And then she talks to Chasen, who I meant to say this last week. So our listener, Whitney, wrote with a Facebook message that said that Chasen reminds her of um, the bus guy from Fleabag. The bus guy? Uh-huh, with the bad teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Um, And I do see that, but you know who he reminds me of? There is a, um actor. I even wrote his name. It's like Sergei something. But he was in Mother May I Sleep with Danger. He was in a early 90s Lifetime movie where he... uh is an abusive husband to Kelly Martin. Sure. I, think it's, yep. I believe it's called If Someone Had Known. Ooh, yeah. And he totally looks like a version of this guy. So this actor is always playing like the dirtbag in the Lifetime movies. He is, yeah. That's He's an always playing the like, stalker. Let me see if I can find yeah. his... His IMDb page. It's got to be lengthy. couple of Scorsese roles. His name is Ivan Sergei. Okay. And uh, I'm not saying they're twins, but they look like they could be, you know, distant cousins. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe we'll try to get a side-by-side photo of them I'll, if I'm I can, not lazy. I can do that on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And uh, after we get the Chip and Dale who's more fuckable poll. Well, that obviously takes precedence. Yeah, of course. We've got to know. Because I think I my guess, 50-50. That's how I'm guessing it. Yeah, split down the middle. With a few rogue votes for... uh... (laughs) For Monterey Jack. (laughs) (laughs) People who like more of a bear type. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) And they're men a little more dangerous. Okay, so um, where are we? Yeah, she was talking to Easy, and she's having conversations with these guys. Oh, so here's something that comes out of her discussion with Chasen that's been hot on the Twitter sphere. Okay. She tells Chasen, because he talks about how he was bullied for being short, and she says, I didn't have a great high school experience. I didn't go to my prom. Uh-huh. Well, someone posted on Twitter. Did you see this? No, but I think I know where okay, this is going. Like, my husband took Claire to prom. Of course. Yeah. And Claire writes back and says, that was actually a picture not from the senior prom, but from the senior ball. Now, what is come your thought on, on? exactly? Come on. Like, come yeah. on, Claire. It's the spirit of the argument. It's the spirit of the. I agree because, like, okay, technically, um, I, I I meant the actual prom and not winter ball. It wasn't prom. It was senior ball. But she made it sound like no one wanted exactly. to take her to a dance. Like you make it sound like you had four years of being a loser, and there you are, like with a date for the senior ball. Right. Well, in this, like. 
I know that a lot of people have a bad high school experience, but I'm guessing that someone who looked vaguely like Claire, like someone wanted to take her to the scene to the of senior course. prom. Maybe they didn't ask, may, whatever, but some it doesn't. I don't think she was as invisible as when she claimed to be. I just feel like these contestants need to get smart enough to stop spinning, unless it's true, right? These loser in high school storylines, because the same thing happened a few seasons back right. with the. Uh, that was girl one from of the Alabama. contestants, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that that wasn't like the way that they remember high school, but there's always going to be enough jackasses to be like, well, here's your prom picture. I went to school with you. Right. Like, just don't do it because then you look like a loser. You well, look like also, a liar. Also, like, again, I know high school is traumatic for a lot of people, but like, I'm guessing that there were many people at Claire's high school who really were invisible, perhaps even to Claire. Right. Who like were probably like, oh, give me a fucking break. Like, fuck you, Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that, I agree. I I have similar, I I have Claire never went to prom in here. Nobody knew who I was in high school. Come on, Claire. I don't buy that at all. And you were correct not to buy it. I just am always suspicious of those kinds of narratives. Um, Blake comes in and interrupts Jay's time with Claire. Blake, who was on the blue team team. and should be, Mm -hmm. you know, at home because he's a loser, comes in and says, do you mind if I steal her for five minutes? (laughs) And Jay says, I mean, didn't you lose? (laughs) Well, he just looks flummoxed. And then he says that. One quick detail I want to add. Before coming to see Claire, he combs his beard. We get a very specific shot of that. I loved Blake last week. And I I wasn't as taken with him this week. I I also, I have in my notes, Blake looks like Billy Eichner a little bit. A little bit. He looks like someone to Mm -hmm. me. And I can't. I haven't nailed it down yet. It's not Billy Eichner. If there's a little bit of Billy Eichner. Mm. Not as yelly as well. A little I feel bit like yelly. he looks like a hot guy that I would be like, this guy is so hot and he looks like he's got to be super cool and like liberal. And then you find he looks like a secret Trumper to me. <laughs> Doesn't he though? Yeah. Well, uh, someone who's just going to barge in like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's no some, respect for the way things. No are respect done. for the process. So here's <laughs> so here's the other thing I want to mention. So all five Jay leaves and lets Blake talk to Claire. Jay go gets all those other four guys it's from the red team. Good old fashioned rumble, and they all come in and like, what the fuck are you doing? It really does feel like a West Side. Like yeah, they come in in a line. Yeah, and like do 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 do. Everyone on the blue team is a chicken. <laughs> when you're up, when you're on blue, <laughs> you're on blue all Little the way. Little boy, you're a man. <laughs> Little man, you're a king. Little boy, you're a man indeed. <laughs> As we saw, you show when you did. <laughs> you didn't want to do it. <laughs> There's a double standard about men's bodies. <laughs> Harrison said you had to. (laughs) That ref made you do it. (laughs) So here's the thing that I wanted to point out as well, though. The tension they don't even mention is the other blue team guys. Like, weren't they pissed about this? No, I thought of that, too. Like, like what we all stay home, sitting here naked on the couch, rubbing our buttholes on the couch. with our dicks (laughs) on the couch. 
and you're walking over there combing your beard up and walking over to talk to Claire, getting a rose for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was that, a mistake. I mean, I really think it was a mistake. This is jumping forward. Uh-huh. But at the cocktail party, Claire pulls him aside to give him a secret rose. Right. And it's just like, Claire, what are you doing? Right. You are setting a very dangerous precedent. Yes, you are setting yourself up to piss off all yes. of the gentlemen. Well, and you can tell he walks back in and they're just all staring daggers at they're him. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Which, honestly, it's not Blake's fault. No. It's Claire. She's yeah. rewarding bad behavior. Yes, yeah, she is. Yep. Though he earlier, he tried to kiss her. It goes really bad. When he I actually goes there. I think that's why she gives him the rose mm-hmm. because he, it's awkward and she's basically like, thank you for doing this, but like, I, you know, I have to walk you out. Right. Um, and the, and then he tries to kiss her and he gets rejected. I feel like the ro- the rose was like an apology yes, for that rejection. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But still, it caused some trouble, I think. So he leaves and then there's more drama because. <laughs> Poor Brandon is like, hey, I'm feeling a little bit weird about this. And she's like, well, let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah. And he says the line, which it is. It is just a line. I mean, he is trying to be smooth. He's like, I have no I never saw myself coming on a show like this. And then when I found out that you were the bachelorette, I knew that I had to come and, and do it. And she is like. Oh, well, why? Right. And he's like, well, I actually don't know anything about you. I know that you're from Sacramento. <laughs> That's why. I wa- I've always wanted a Sacramento girl. I just girl. love people from Sacramento. I can't get I've, enough. I've never met someone from Sacramento before. What's it like there? Yeah. What are your main attractions? Um, what are your main exports? But... <laughs> To Brandon's credit, like, he's like, I find you beautiful. Like, is that, I mean, I don't know. I think they're both kind of in the wrong here. Like, Brandon obviously, I think, was just trying to schmooze. Sure. And yep. it blows up in his face. Yeah, that's not like my schmoozing, Brandon. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll schmooze the fuck out of a situation like this. No, actually, what I was going to say is I can understand, and not even to stand up for Brandon. I actually think she made a fine choice sending him home. I don't. It think, wasn't going to be Brandon. Yeah, it wasn't going to be Brandon, so that's fine. But I could totally see myself getting into a situation like this. A hundred percent. Where you're just like, oh, fuck, I have offended you, and I don't even know what right. happened. And, and also like, all right, I'm going to try to pull up on the stick, and it's just not, because the other way he gets in trouble is like, those other guys don't know you, which is right. He is right, but like, they're smart enough to be like, I love... I love your intensity. Yeah. I love your charisma. Right. And yeah. he's not exactly right because some of them are like, I watched you with Juan sure. Pablo. Yeah. You know, like, don't, you can't have it both ways. So don't lie and try to say, I knew I had to come on the show when it was you. Right. Yeah. Or I don't know anything about yep. you. Like, you could pick either one of those lanes sure. and yeah. be fine, but you can't have you both. You can't have both. Yeah. Well, he should have just said, like, I, you know, I found you really intriguing. I want to know more about you because I don't know that much about you. That's what gets me with some of these moments is like, it's not that hard to say what Claire is obviously trying to get them to say. 
If, you know, I think it in the moment though, like yeah. think about how hard it is. We just talked about this, like how hard it is. I say stupid stuff And constantly. she's a live wire. She like is a you live can wire. see that yep. look in Brandon's yep. eyes where he's just like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> I stepped in it and I cannot back and he just I does not redeem himself. Like, yeah. nope, just leave, buddy. Yep, that's it. That's it, my friend. Ryan has to yeah. stay around because he's married to me, but <laughs> <laughs> get out while you can, Brandon. Well, and converse, inversely, like you can't just send me home right like now you got to get out of here you got to go send you down to the tunnel yeah so she kicks him out she's like i don't think i want to pursue this anymore with you is it okay if i walk you out claire's a b here's the thing i feel like she's not cutting these men any slack in these early days and i don't know if that's how she would have been if the Dale thing hadn't been playing yeah. out. Like, I just feel like she clearly just wants to be with one or two of mm-hmm. them, which is fine. But like, damn, you don't have to be an ice cold bitch to the other guys that are here. She So the I think that she really overreacted on the um, the awkward thing where the guys didn't jump up. This, what I was, you know, whatever. I think he kind of said something stupid. She sent him home. I wasn't like... Not super invested in Brandon. Right. I, I don't think this was the, the biggest deal. I do think she's acting a little bit, though, like someone who has a great job and is going on other interviews just for fun. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that invested in this. I already know what I yeah, want. That's you a know, really good I analogy. already took a job in, in uh, you know, Albuquerque. I don't need to go to this interview in uh, Tulsa except yeah. to see their high priced real estate. Except to see Chad Johnson. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So. We end that group date and then we end with the cocktail party. We don't even get roses. Mm-hmm. And we've already talked about Blake. That was kind of the big. Um, right. So Yosef, because they're building up to the conflict that's going to yes. explode next episode, I think, yeah. where Yosef is like, if uh, she would have tried to make me get naked, I would have said, I liked you a lot more before you humiliated me. He said, it just seemed classless. I have respect for myself and my daughter. Yeah. I don't know how that came into I it. I think Claire <laughs> has a few red flags and it left a bad taste in my mouth. This Southern gentleman doesn't strip on television. <laughs> Nothing but a moon pie to cover my <laughs> privates. <laughs> this is as sour as my granddaddy's whiskey. <laughs> There's a prohibition on me taking my pants off. <laughs> Uh, there's another dad joke for you. You almost, <laughs> almost spit your cider uh, out. On I don't that think one. that's a dad joke. <laughs> All right. Um, she pulls Blake. They have their conversation. He gets the rose. She talks to Dale. They do more serious physical touch. Yeah. And she says, I feel like what's happening with Dale and I is just magical. And these are my dreams coming true. It's good that she's playing it cool. Yeah, right. Not uh, hyping things up yeah, too much. Yeah, really exploring all of her <laughs> angles. She had stolen one of those eye shades, mm-hmm. which I've got one you can borrow, Claire, if you need it. it I just like, I'm gonna... it smells like Ryan. <laughs> yeah, you'll pick up on my scent <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I'm going to need it back by tonight, though. I can't sleep without it. <laughs> and that's it. That's where yeah, my notes there's end. our show. So, uh, gang, we'll be back next week to cover this Yosef explosion. Be sure to vote in our extra oh, yeah. hot poll, Chip it, or Dale. It is the most important election of our lifetime. <laughs> Sometimes, some crime, 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.